Hi, Lieutenant Governor Bethany Hall-Long. Thank you so much for joining me in another one of our incredible podcasts for the State of the Health of Delaware. Today, I am thrilled to be joined by another of our incredible award winnies for the Lieutenant Governor's Challenge. Keep in mind, uh, you know, we are having uh, processes of application now for this year's Lieutenant Governor's Challenge. And we are just um, overwhelmed by the number of applicants. And it was just so hard to pick award winners in 2020. But today I am joined by Dr. Vianna Walker, who is with the Polytech School District, who uh, represents one of those incredible winners in 2020 and addresses an environmental change. You know, the Lieutenant Governor's Challenge is about systems, it's about policy, it's about the environment. And they developed an incredible program with nicotine addiction education that I'm going to let Dr. Walker talk a little bit about now. Um, Dr. Walker, thanks for joining me. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's great. Can you share a little bit with our listening audience? How did you come about to identify the issue uh, with your submission to the Lieutenant Governor's Challenge last year? Okay, so... Uh, something really strange happened during the 2018-2019 school year. Uh, Polytech noticed a significant increase in students receiving discipline for smoking. And most of the students who uh, were smoking were in possession of e-cigarettes or vapes. And the previous year, we only had about one or two incidents. So um, in 18-19, in I want to say there was about 17. So that was huge. Yeah, significant increase. And vaping such an incredible critical health threat as a public health nurse um, and on the cancer consortium, in addition to the lieutenant governor challenge, big, big issue. So you saw that increase. And, and it, so is that what led you then to um, put the submission in? Or was there more to that story? Yeah, so, I mean, that set up a, a red flag, um, and then some other things started happening. We created some partnerships with some community organizations, um, and those partnerships were awesome, and that's what led us to kind of enter into um, last year when we, we submitted. Well, I, you know, again, for those listening, it is so important, you know, long-term health, in particular in Delaware, you know, nicotine as a product is very habitual and, and addictive and you know so linked to lung cancer. And we saw nationally when young adults bought on the black market in a correct vape products, real serious lung disease. That was kind of the hot topic before the pandemic. But can you share a little more um, from your lens as an educator and all, just to touch more on those program partners. You mentioned you work some with the community, um, I don't know what other nonprofits you worked with. Can you share a little bit more about those? Sure. So first I'll say that we have a district wellness committee, um, and that committee decided that combating teen vaping should be a priority. Um, it was clear that some of our students were struggling with nicotine addiction, and we were really concerned about their safety. So we knew um, e-cigarette industries uh, target kids and they make electronic smoking devices look safe and attractive. So we wanted to combat some of that. Um, at the same time, the Delaware Health and Social Services and uh, Department of Education was providing a $15,000 behavioral health grant that we took advantage of. Um, we wanted to provide information for our families, um, for our staff and prevention services for our students. So uh, some of the outcomes, I would say long-term, um, one of the most significant 
was Polytech entered a partnership with Division of Public Health and DOE, and we uh, beta tested a vaping toolkit with them. So we were able to try out the different components and give feedback. Um, and that, that was a really good experience. And that toolkit was distributed once it was finished throughout Delaware schools and to families. You know, and you raise such an important point. You know, the listening audience could be a parent who's struggling with a child or a grandparent. You know, we really have to make sure folks are aware of the resources that are available and how you partnered. Again, you represent a district, you represent a wellness committee, but others perhaps they're with a nonprofit who addresses children or youth or a faith-based congregate setting. You know, you provide such a great example of how to have a toolkit, how to work in the community, how to really combat a really important health issue for the long term for children's quality of life and also, you know, for the health system. So tell us about the outcomes. I mean, were you pleased? Uh, what do you think the children learned or families? Yes, we were really uh, pleased with the toolkit. We shared it with our families. Some other things that came out of that, we adopted the in-depth program, which focused on educating uh, students with nicotine addiction. So rather than writing them up and send them home, uh, suspending them so they can go home and smoke more. Yes. Uh, we decided that we would work with them on their nicotine addiction. Um, of course it was voluntary, but most of them opted to do that instead of taking the disciplinary measures. So that was really good. Um, we also con contracted with a consulting group to come in and help a group of our students kick off an anti-vaping campaign where they created uh, logos, posters, social media messages, and, and just shared the messages with their peers. Um, and then more short term, I would say we had um, organizations come in and do lunchtime information sessions with our students and push in the classrooms was actually the Delaware Tobacco Prevention and Control Program. That That's great. You know, that is a wonderful resource for the yes. community, you know, the Tobacco Prevention Control Program. And, uh, you know, a lot for free, right? Absolutely. So that was a really good experience. And we were able to hold information sessions at night for our, students, for our families and even train our uh, staff on identifying those tricky little e-cigarettes that can be hidden. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Are they not? Can, yes. you, can you share with the listeners? Some of them that shocked you, or if not, I can share a couple that have shocked me. Well, well, I know one more specifically, it looks like a flash drive. Like a flash drive? Yes. Like, you know, you think your kid is has their homework on it, but it's really, um, you know, a bait, a way to smoke, and, and it's you can't really tell what it is. Um, so and they hide me, them. They hide them. They hide them. They look like everyday products. They have them hidden into a pen that doesn't like a pen into a lipstick tube i yeah. mean they are very creative on how to sneak and i love the fact dr walker that you did not penalize and discipline but you educated and you held the student's hand and supported them to make a healthy choice Absolutely. and you know didn't send them home I, we applaud you. I think that's probably one of the reasons the committee picked you is because you not only took a comprehensive view, but you talk a view that talks about rewarding and motivating for life, right? A lifestyle. Yes. Is there any other thoughts that you would share lessons learned for others who are uh, going to address this? You know, I don't know if you had other partners, whether you partner with the American Lung, American Cancer, or the Cancer Consortium. Any thoughts to the listeners on takeaway lessons or community partners? 
Yeah, I would say um, like vaping hasn't gone away and, you know, we're really concerned with, the, you know, since we have the pandemic and kids are home more and we, you don't have as much access. But I would say um, if you're a parent and you really don't know much about it to, to, to please um, like seek out, you know, the statistics on vaping and um, because I think kids are still thinking that it's, it's really attractive and that it's safe to do. It's not safe. Um, and if you're a school environment, not to let up, you know, just because we have, we're going through a pandemic and hybrid learning or online learning, like students are still needing us and probably even more now than before. Good point. And, you know, um, for the listening audience, the lieutenant governor's challenge is about mind body. I know you address the emotional, the environmental component, but, you know, nicotine is addictive. And if individuals need assistance, they can certainly always call the quit line in Delaware, our cancer consortium, healthy Delaware uh, website, lots of good resources. Or if they call the 211, they can put you through to a referral or to our hope line if, if families are watching their young ones with anxiety or depression, because sometimes we self-medicate and one of the first things young adults may turn to are, is alcohol or tobacco. So we just are thrilled uh, with the Polytech School District and what you did, Dr. Walker. I cannot thank you enough. Do you have any final thoughts, comments on partners or anything else before we close out the podcast? Well, I agree um, that the Delaware Tobacco Prevention and Control Program is excellent. And like you said, it's it's free. And had it not been for them to actually come in and do hands-on with us and our students, uh, maybe we wouldn't be as far along as we are. So I would encourage people to reach out to them. Great. Well, Dr. Walker, thank you to the Wellness Committee, the Polytech School District for your incredible leadership in the environmental change of the Lieutenant Governor's Challenge. So this will complete and wrap out this podcast version for the state of the health of Delaware, Lieutenant Governor Hall Long, thanking you so much for listening in.